Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Those of you that follow me on Instagram at The Bar and Retail Coach may have seen my weekly Instagram lives that I do with entrepreneurs. Some of those recordings you will also hear on this podcast. I was looking back at the previous episodes the other day, and there are so many great tips and insight that I wanted to share some of that with you here on the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast. So today I'm going to go through some of the topics that many of the entrepreneurs discussed and add my own thoughts to these as well. First of all, when starting out or scaling your business with new product types, one of the key things to do is your research. Now, I know this may seem obvious, but some people skim over this. And if you do this well in the beginning, it can save you time and money. It will help you understand your position in the market and to clarify the need for your product. According to an article in Courier Magazine, 42% of businesses fail due to lack of market need. When you're doing your research, it's great for you to be able to understand where your product sits in the market versus your competition. So look at about five competitors. And I mean, really look at them. Check out their price points, their product offering, the customer journey on their website, their email marketing, their social channels. What's their brand personality and why do you think customers are choosing them? You can research articles that have been written about the business. And if they're a limited company, you'll be able to see their turnover and financials for you to be able to see the potential that your business could have in the future. Recently, I was working with a client who was creating a beautiful home fragrance range, and she'd been so focused on branding and positioning that she hadn't priced her products accordingly and had pitched her retails too low compared to the market that she was in. There was more potential for her to stretch her price points by another 30 to 40%. Fortunately, we caught this before she launched, so she was able to address it and her product sold out in her first launch. When you're pricing your products, it's not just multiply the cost price out to get a 50% margin or multiply the cost price by 2.5. You need to think, where is the competition priced at? What amount of time is involved in picking, packing, postage? Do you plan to sell to retailers further down the line? So do you have enough margin to do this in your current pricing structure? All things to think about and, and better to think about this at the beginning and establish this clearly before you launch. Does your branding reflect your pricing? If you have luxurious, expensive looking branding, but then are pitching at cheap and cheerful prices, then some customers may distrust your product and not understand why it's priced the way it is. Don't forget, it's easier to reduce prices than it is to increase after you've launched. After you've looked about five competitors and you know what their USP is, their unique selling point, you'll be able to distinguish more about what your USP is and how you're going to stand out against the competition. As part of this research, you really need to get to grips with your customer. Knowing and understanding your potential customer is key. Create a survey or questionnaire. Two websites that I've used in the past are www.typeform.com and SmartSurvey. I'll link these in the show notes later. But make it relatively short and snappy. Go to where they hang out, the forums or Facebook groups. What are they chatting about? What are their pain points? What do they like? What do they not like? What kind of language are they using? You can help. You can use this. Um, this might help you use this in, their, in your own marketing later on. 
And now that we can see people in real life, hit the streets if you need to. When I worked for Primark creating the health and beauty range, we were expanding the cosmetic line. So we created some questions and the team went onto the shop floor and asked questions of the existing customers about the brands that they liked, the price points that they pay, how often they buy, and what are the certain product types that they always buy. This really helped format the key foundations of what the cosmetic brand needed to be. And it helped solidify some of the assumptions we had already made. Another way to see what people are talking about when it comes to your products or business type is search the hashtags that you would normally be associated with your products or what the customer might use. And you can see the comments and conversations that are happening around that. Also understanding the potential market size for your customer. You can look at census information or statistic websites like the Office for National Statistics. Global Data is another one. It's a paid website, but you get you can get to see snippets of the reports so you can get to see some market information before you pay for anything. And also WGSN is good, edited.com and Statistica. I'll link all these in the show notes so you can you can go there and have a look. One of the words of advice that came up um, many times during the entrepreneur conversations that I've had on Instagram was for people to stop waiting and take action. It's now easier than ever to start a business. Social media has made it very accessible to sell on Instagram, set up your own Shopify website. And with more people now working from home, you've got more time to actually start the hus- side hustle you've always thought about. Don't wait for perfection. It will nearly never happen. There will never be a perfect time, a perfect website, a perfect product. Don't wait for when the children get older or you've less commitments because you'll always have commitments. Find a way to make your business work and to make time for you to set it up. It's your responsibility to do it. No one's going to do it for you. And just take steps forward and take action. Testing your idea. Now you can start small and you can start lean and test your market. Look at what the minimum cost is you need to invest and how quickly you can test it and repeat if it works. You don't need to spend thousands. You know, you don't need to buy hundreds and hundreds and thousands of units of stock. You can find a way to make it work. And then when you do start, really focus on growing your email list. Your email list will be full of warm leads. And I once read a statistic that 25 to 35% of your turnover should come from conversions from email marketing. So if you're not doing email marketing, then you really are missing out. And from what I've heard from clients and those in the industry, Clavio is a great uh, email marketing platform to use for product-based businesses, particularly with Shopify. Remember, you own your list. So if something happens to your Instagram or your Pinterest accounts, you still have a community to talk to. Your email list is full of current, past, or potential customers. If you don't use this resource, it's like having customers standing outside a bricks and mortar shop without letting them in and browse and saying hi. They are warm leads. Talk to them. Some of my clients have said they don't know what to talk about. You can chat about your newness, your collections, your promotions. Think of what your content pillars are that you use on your Instagram and other social channels. And how can you apply that to your email marketing? Also, subscribe to brands that inspire you and that you aspire to be like. They would have spent lots of time and money checking what works for their email marketing. So use that as a research tool and see what works converts for you. Growing your list and communicating with your email subscribers should be a key task that you do at least once a week. If it's something that you're underutilizing, then make this a key focus. If email marketing is something that you struggle with, then check out the show notes where I have linked a great resource that I have created that will help you plan your email marketing and gives you a list of over 100 email prompts to get you started. When sales are slow, June and July have been really tricky months for smaller brands this year. And Emmy from Sunday and Soul has said, when sales are slow, lean into your brand, revisit your vision and keep working towards it, engaging with your community and staying visible. Also behind the scenes, look at what product is and isn't working. Look at your forward commitments on stock. Is this something that you need to push out so that your cash flow isn't put under too much pressure? Or do you have enough stock to make the sales that you need? If not, look at other sourcing options that can turn stock around for you quickly. Knowing your strengths. 
Understand your own strengths and where you need support. Then ask for that support when you need it and outsource. Understanding what drains you and what you, what's your zone of genius. There are so many freelance options for you to tap into support. You don't need to hire a team around you. Maura Fuller, one of my podcast guests, a subscription box coach and founder of subscription box company Craftiosity, was turning over 100k and only had a VA virtual assistant for 14 hours a month who was doing lots of the admin tasks that she so that she could focus on her zone of genius and plan the future of the business and focus on growing the business. You will fail. You will make a mistake. There is no doubt that at some point this will happen, but learn from it and move on. Don't dwell on it. Avoid comparison. Now, there's that quote, comparison is the thief of joy. Don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Think of them as pips, as Lucy Sheridan would say. Proof it's possible and focus on your own journey. I've asked clients before about the numbers and a lot of people hide from the numbers. But without knowing your numbers and knowing what's working for you and what's not, what are your best-selling lines? What are your most profitable lines? You know, you could have the prettiest page on Instagram, the prettiest website, but if you're not making sales and you don't understand your numbers, then your business isn't sustainable. It won't have longevity. So really get under the hood of your numbers and your sales. Okay, so I know that sounds a bit American and no offense to any Americans listening, but really look at what works and what doesn't. The price points, the styling, really knowing what drives your business and the margin of those products, the profit your business is making. Now, I know I mentioned about asking for support, but this is more to do with asking questions. Don't feel intimidated if you're starting out. If you don't understand something, get someone to explain it to you, whether it's the finances or how something is made. Also, ask for help when you need it, whether that's from family or friends, or if you're struggling with something, don't keep it to yourself. Now, understanding why you're doing it. Simon Sinek always talks about understanding your why and knowing your why. What's the purpose of your business and how are you communicating that to your customers in your branding, in your tone of voice, in your, uh, on your website, in your social media channels? Understanding your purpose and knowing your why is key for your business. Enjoy it. Life is for living. Do something you enjoy. You will spend more time working on your business to start with than you probably did in in any previous career. You'll be spinning all the plates and at times you'll be thinking, what am I doing? So do something you'll be, you enjoy because you will be doing the post. You will be fulfilling the orders. You will be loading things on Instagram. You will be loading things on your website. You will be doing, you'll be touching every single part of your business. So do something you enjoy. They're just some of the points that come up with the entrepreneurs that I have on my Instagram series. So if you'd like to hear more, then don't forget, you can tune into that. I'm live usually every Tuesday um, and you'll find that on Instagram at thebuyingretailcoach.com. And thanks for listening today. And don't forget to subscribe to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast, which is released weekly. And if you are starting a business and you would like more help, then get in touch with me, Nicole at thebuyingretailcoach.com to see how I can help you start or scale your business.